Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks, who's now been banned from bowling and cricket nets. Hello, David <laughs> Bullcock. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ross. Uh, lovely to be here. Um, I don't really have a gag to start off with. I'm pretty hungover, so oh. um, I'll just try and keep the vibe of the show rolling along by saying very little, I'd imagine. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. A man who has said Dave Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, Ross, and I just like, I'd like my introduction to add now after winning the uh, trivia the other week that now I'm the groundskeeping guru yep. as oh. well, and Alex is just filler. Okay, yeah. oh, yep. I can do that. So <laughs> I'll just make a quick little change now. Here we go. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our light fixtures and fittings guru and our, <laughs> and our very own Captain Risky. Welcome, Alex. <laughs> Hello, fellas. Heavy is the crowd, Mick. Beware. <laughs> Hello, Sally's all clear. How you going, mate? Good, mate. All right. Today we come to you. Uh, shut up, guys. Today we come to you from the Twin Studios. I'm in the Alex Doolan Studios, and the rest of the crew are being irresponsible in the Mick Lewis Studios concrete bunker. This oh, yes. is a big lug production brought to you by our ever-growing host of financially viable sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Collins Class Submarine, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Eagle Boy, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Smorgies, Sizzler, Bilo, Franklin Supermarkets, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail, Hey, Pocket Mail Me, Copper <laughs> Brushes, Laserdisc, Flash Drives, DVD, and of course, all our podcasts are recorded onto high-quality Betamax. Don't forget, we also have our Patreon Kickstarter campaign, Give That We May Record Better. <laughs> First up, it's local cricket, and it's over to Mick for a made-up match report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty, so for uh, this episode's made-up match report, I headed to Gunbower in Victoria's North to check out the grand final in the Northern Districts Cricket Association. The NDCA is a five-team one-day comp played across 18 rounds. The five teams are... The, ba- the Barham Kundruk Hair Hats, named, after, named in honour of former Kundruk resident Brent Guerrero. Kahuna <laughs> <laughs> United, who have never truly recovered from the departure of their produ- prodi- prodigious junior talent, Peter Farrant. The uh, nondescript cricket club, which in all honesty are nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> and our grand finalists, Wandala and Leechville Gunbauer. So the NDCA used the McIntyre top four final system, which saw Leachville Gumbauer win straight through to the granny, while second place Wandala secured their grand final spot by defeating Kahuna United in the prelim. The men to watch in the final are are Wandala run run machine, Isaac Hulk Hogan, who racked up uh, 614 runs at a little bit over 38 during the year. And the league's leading wicket-taker, Wandala's Peter, no, I'm not Darcy's dad, more who took 29 scalps at 7.52. 7.52? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, not to be outdone, Leachville Gumbauer had its own set of impressive players with the roof, Tyler Jones, who made 50, 598 at 42.7, and Adam Bomb, the Seco, who got 26 wickets at 11.96. I didn't think about it. That's disgusting. Adam Bomb. There used to be a wrestler in the WWF in the 90s called Adam Bomb. <laughs> he was from Three Mile Island. 
which is where the US used to do nuclear testing. Oh, right. Fun, now, that's a fun fact. Yeah, it is a fun fact. It's only 2.8 miles long, though. All righty, oh, back, uh, <laughs> back to the match report. So after the drama with the cabbie on my journey to Leeton, I decided to drive myself to Camping Purpose Reserve in Gumbauer. As I pulled into the ground, I flung the door open and bolted for my life. Once halfway around the oval, I realised I'd driven myself and had to take the walk of shame back to my car to grab my keys. <laughs> As I approached the old lad working the barbie, I grabbed a sausage and a can of Coke. Who won the toss, mate? After a lecture about the history of Gumbauer and the surrounding districts, I managed to drag out of him that Leechville Gumbauer won the toss and the bloodsuckers would be having a bat. <laughs> As uh, Leechville Gumbauer openers Tyler Jones and Kurt, the kid, Brereton, headed out to the middle, I, se I settled in ready to see the roof Tyler in action and was expecting a memorable innings. I was not disappointed as the very first ball inning saw Tyler chase a wide one from Peter Moore and saw keeper Michael Eyre, Runciman, pluck a, a full-diving one-handed catch in front of second slip. Jesus. Whilst Jones trudged off, an air of confidence spread through the Wandala camp. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately for the Wanderers, Kurt Brereton, like his namesake Dermot, saved his best performance of the year for finals and peeled off 109. Sure. To help the bloodsuckers get to 7 for 195 compulsory closure. Best with the ball for Wandala was uh, Brody Chris Farley, who took 3 for 34. Before Leechville Gumbauer went out to the to field, the skipper Bradley, the wind farm, Windridge, which I'm told was named in honour of the fact that he swings and misses as much as a drunk Irishman at a family reunion. <laughs> Bang. Okay, that went, that went down really well in the studio. Really? Yeah, I was, I was happy with that when I wrote it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Brad brought the boys in to deliver the speech he hoped would win them the flag. Righto, lads. I've taken two days off work and organised the club to buy us two barrels, so don't fuck this up. <laughs> I want to get blind celebrating, not crying into my beer over missed opportunities. And with those words, the bloodsuckers join Michael Runciman and his fellow Wandella opener, Peter. No, I don't have two Brownlows more. The Wandella <laughs> innings never truly got going, with no player getting past 25 runs and only five getting into double figures. Wandella would be dismissed for 119, the chief destroyers being Adam and Eve, DeSico and James. No, I'm not related to Alex Keith, taking three wickets each. So with a 76-run victory, Leechville Gumbauer secured the flag and took home the Brent Guerrero rags, Rugs Are Us shield. The Tucker Bag man of the match and the recipient of the Mark Cosgrove medal and his supply of groceries was Leechville Gumbauer century maker Kurt the Kid Brereton. And that is this episode's made-up match report. Oh, very good, Nick. Just filling uh, in with some other Leechville Gumbauer news. They've lost the last two footy flags in a row, so at least the cricket club's making up for that. Yeah, very good. All right, we move on now to Premier Cricket, and I have some good news. Uh, Daniel yes. Andrews yes. has I'll once again... I'll take silence as a yes, Ross. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I have some good news. <laughs> Daniel Andrews has once again decreed that there should be a public holiday for round one of the Victorian Premier Cricket. Ah, happy days. Oh, good. <laughs> so they've called it confusingly grand final holiday or something. I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, no. Premier Cricket Round 1 holiday is on again. After Love such it. Good. Success last year and such big crowds going to all the Premier Grounds, including the Russell Lucas and the uh, yeah. 
the Bill Laurie, they've decided to do it again. So good news for Premier Cricket. It'll definitely yes. be all over the uh, mainstream media. Mm. Well, and you could add us to those uh, attendees this year, Ross. Yeah, 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 fingers crossed we'll get down to somewhere and uh, check it out. With yeah. our press passes and interviewing all the big names in uh, Premier right. Cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photos in front of the Tip Madgley arrival. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Microphone in hand. Yeah. All that sort of good stuff will be going on around, around the suburbs of Melbourne. Uh, and with that quick news update on Premier Cricket, we head over to Alex for his segment. In the corner with Alex. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> a bit flat. Oh, okay, it sounds like, sound like the steam engine from Mr. Squiggle. Harry. Uh... <laughs> That's what he's saying at the moment. Speaking of Bill Laurie Oval, Ross, I'm going to be talking about Bill Laurie Oval. Oh, Good segue. Yeah. Um, thanks for segueing me in, Ross. So, originally called the Northcote Park Oval until 2001 when it got changed, the name changed to Bill Laurie Oval because he played at Northcote, captained them to one of their flags, and I think 66, 67. Was well, that the famous game when he walked yeah. in and he said, Righto, dickheads, I'll get half, you boys get the rest? And, something and like they chased that. down like 600 or something. It was yeah. <clears throat> and the skies were black with pigeons. Yeah. Leaded, leaden skies. With pigeons. So, uh, Bill Laurie Oval was famous for a few things, being called after Bill Laurie. Um, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> uh, no, it's famous for the Merry Creek Mud, everyone. Which Now, I tried to do some research on Merry Creek Mud, and there's a, a thing called Creek Mud, which is, I saw it over dictionary, but I can't relay what that means here, but look it up. It's an explicit podcast. Or not that explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it some sort of sexual act? Correct. Okay. Involving something that might yeah, may that, or may not look yeah. a lot like mud. That'll do. <laughs> um, another famous thing about it has the Arthur J. Spain scoreboard. And Ross, I found it probably going to be your favourite website from now on. Scoreboardpressure.com which lists and documents scoreboards around Australia. Uh, I already follow that blog. It's quite good. <laughs> of course you do. Um, uh, notable things about the Arthur J. Spade scoreboards, named after Arthur J. Spade, who was a Northcote councillor and Northcote Cricket Club committee man. Also, they have personalised um, and, pers- and c- colour-coded the names of the opposition teams in their team colours. Right, oh, on the scoreboard. On the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Thanks for that, Paul. Um, uh, can we guess the ground end, the ends of the uh, ground, Paul? Mary uh, Creek end? Correct. Oh, good. Well, uh, the Separation Street end, would it be? Station Street end. No, there's, neither of those are there. I think you're getting a bit mixed up, Ross. Your time in the uh, Central Hall, Victoria. The, of, the uh, West. That's West it, Gar- West Street. Gar Street end. Oh, really? I don't actually know the end names, but... One face is Westgar Street, the other face. So I'm like, okay, I'm assuming that's what they are. So it's not the Grant Waldron end? No, it might be the maintenance shed end because there's a maintenance shed. (laughs) I am there's a church at one end, and the church is a very large steeple, and in the steeple is a very large bell, and it's the bell end. Yes, (laughs) correct. So cricket. Um, Leon liked it. Sorry. Sorry. Leon liked it. Yeah, chuckle. Leon loves a bell end. I thought that um, had so a cricket has been around in Northcote. You <laughs> <laughs> just know where it does, Ross. Uh, since 1874, there's been cricket played in Northcote area. 
Uh, probably played earlier, but actually documented matches uh, was 1874. Um, Norfolk Cricket Club was formed around then. Uh, there's a few other uh, 1870s. Uh, let me have a look here. Yeah, Norfolk Cricket Club was founded in 1879. Um, and there's a few other cricket clubs in the area, included Northcote Zingari Club, which is most likely a social team. And the word Zingari means gypsy in Italian, because I'm surprised you didn't already tell me that. Gypa. Considering it's the first time you brought it up with me, I didn't really have a chance to tell you. Well, you're Italian. It means gypsy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, aqua is water. Yeah. And yeah. Nero means blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and latte means milk, so if you order a latte initially, you just get a thing of milk. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Northcote Green Club was originally called Northcote Star. I don't know why. No one knows. Um, <laughs> I'm sure someone knows. No, and they're still think, dead. I don't, I don't think anyone does know. They used to play at Plants Paddock. And Plants Paddock was at the bottom of Rucker's Hill, Ross. Oh, highest point in Metropolitan Melbourne. Prior to the uh, discovery of <laughs> Mount Cooper, which we are sitting halfway up the north side face. Um, was that found by the explorer called Ruthven? No, Dennis. Oh, Dennis found it. Oh, yeah, okay. Dennis found it. I, then, I thought it was Mother Rucker found it. Didn't, didn't Dennis then build a family home at that location? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's chaos. It's chaos it in the studio. Chaos. That was a chaos yeah. ball, that was. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Plant's Paddock was named after Robert Plant, um, lead guitarist of Led Zeppelin. Ross is shortly in the background. <laughs> no, um, but Plant's Paddock is, yeah, bottom of Ruckus Hill is quite, quite near the Croxton Park Hotel. Ah, rock around the yeah. croc. Yeah. Yes. They had the over 28s back in the day. Um, yeah. And you had to have a skirt the length of 19 inches to get it. Do many blokes die at the bar and then come back to life? Yeah. <laughs> I think they held a MCW other night there. It's um, the, the home of Lazarus, that place. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may have slipped through the junk time already here. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. have immediately. Where's that Claxton horn? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's about all I've got to build around. It's hard to find a lot of information on this. Um, it's just, a good ground. Mm. I've played football there oh, on occasions. Yes. Uh, I've watched I've a, had game a game of football there. there as well. So who yeah. was playing footy there when you played football? There? Uh, West versus Fitzroy Stars. Ah, they played oh, out of there before yeah. moving to Victoria Park for a season. Yeah, North Park Footy Club player. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's uh, <laughs> in the corner with Ali. <laughs> Deep baritone, nice. This mm. week, fellas. <laughs> Very good. Oh, thank you, Alex. That was, if anything, brief. All right, we move on. <laughs> State cricket and the Quadrangle A series wrapped up last weekend. I don't have to tell you guys the results, obviously, but... No, no you don't. Not at all. No. But tell our, <laughs> tell our listeners, please. They <laughs> might not know. But I know. know. But... If you'd stop talking, I'll tell our listeners. <laughs> but in the third versus fourth game, South Africa defeated the national panel of selectors. And in the... Well, the actual selectors themselves. <laughs> yeah, Rod Marsh made yeah. I've been using that gag for the last three episodes. You only just picked up. Okay. <laughs> in the final, India A defeated Australia A. So, there's oh, that yeah. one. Um, they then reverted the great winter of uh, A cricket, then reverted back to a four-day format, and Australia A took on India A in Mackay, and it just wrapped up about half an hour ago. 
um, with Australia A defeating India A. They chased down a modest total with um, a few wickets in hand. And Cam Bancroft made a half century. Peter Hampson made 87 until he was run out by the quarterback Bo Webster in the first innings. Mm. So, um... Is he, um... He must have said, ha-ha, Omaha, and he ran when he's not, when you're not meant to. Are we yeah, looking at Hampson, Ross, for uh, higher honours, potentially, this summer? I believe yeah. so, yes. He's yeah. done a few good things yes. recently. Yes, well on his way to a century. He was looking set until, um, old Bo River came in and, um, bowled him over. <laughs> and him out. So, out on 87... Mm. And the score was on 187 at the time. It was the 87th over. Yes, I think it was. There was 87 people watching. <laughs> uh, eight or seven, I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that continues. Um, there's one more four-day match between Australia and India A coming up this week, starting Thursday or Friday. So look out for that one. I know you'll all be watching the live stream every minute you can. If it yeah, works, get around it. Yeah, some other interesting news to hit my desk during the week. The tour matches for South Africa when they tour here in November and December. Now, Ross, mm. um, just a question on that. Surely South Africa's coming over. We'd give them, you know, the proper, you know, four or five day warm up game, wouldn't we? Oh, I think, you know, three, four day games would be the minimum, I'd expect. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against that's what state I would sides, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So against just... full strength state teams. Like, they yeah. should probably play Australia A in Hobart or something like yep. they used to. Absolutely, yeah. they yeah, should. Yeah. So just confirm for us um, those three, four day games, would you please, Ross? Well, I expected it would be Australia A versus um, South Africa in Hobart because they've never played a game at Bell Reve Oval. Yep. So I just thought yeah. that would happen. But instead, they, they pulled a bit of a Swifty and they went with the following structure. Of two two-day games, <laughs> park cricket style. Are they are they Saturday Saturday as well? So have a week in between to recover. Yeah, well, the first one's against the Caxi, your team, Nick. Yep. The cricket is big. Hank, big Hank Cartwright will smack them. Yeah, they won't hold it up. Mitch Swenson <laughs> might be in there. Yeah. yeah. And the big lad Jason Flores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> might get a bit of fly lasagna action as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. October 22 and 23, it's a day-night pink ball match at the Adelaide Oval. Is it a uh, just South Africa playing South Africa, Australia style? <laughs> just, let's just play each other. Darren Levy can hit one-handed, lofted covered by the South Africa aren't that stupid, I don't think. Yeah, well, okay, but that's perfect preparation, though. They well, don't know well, why they didn't do well preparation if you want to lose three now. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got the Caxi, yep. and then I'm and then, sure they'd move on to a full-strength stateside after that, Ross. Yeah, they'd probably yeah, you know, go up. to Hobart where they've never played a game. No, actually, then they play the <laughs> South, Asia, South Asia, South Australian, <laughs> second 11. Say that again, Ross. They play the South Australian second 11. Second 11. Yes. The Futures League, essentially. <laughs> the, yes. the second 11? Yep. The blokes who work in the bakery in the bank yeah. <laughs> just got to pop candle, down there. Yeah. And, and the, the candlestick maker. Yeah, the candlestick maker. He's there. Yeah. Cobbler, one of those guys that yeah. keys in the middle of the... And um, where do you think they would play that? At one of the test venues? Maybe at Hobart, where they've never played there? <laughs> yeah, they've never played there? Yeah. No, they're going to play it at that famous Australian cricket ground of Glenelg Oval. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hosted the uh, Shield final. That's it. That's where uh, the Mick Lewis uh, incident took yes. place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the Mick Lewis Memorial gutter there will probably get a workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's another two-day game. Mark Cosgrove's a chance of playing in that game, I believe. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so that's what South Africa are doing. Uh, real, real sharp stuff with their tour matches. So see how they go. See how that works for them. Hmm. Poorly, I would predict. Well, one can only hope. Okay. <laughs> we go now to over to Mick, and it's the Express Line. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, so for this episode's Express Lane, um, I put the DeLorean in drive and headed for the Wacker. As I pulled up, as I pulled up outside the Lily Marsh stand, I was greeted by the only man to take 400 wickets for Western Australia, Big Joe Angel. Mm, Big Joey. Big Joe. Born in Mount Lawley, the six foot six Joe, the cameraman angel, yeah. didn't start playing great cricket until he was 18 and had never represented WA at underage level. But he wouldn't let this hold him back, eventually working his way into the WA second eleven and making his first class debut in nineteen ninety one at the age of twenty three. That season, Joe Beth Taylor, Angel, would go on to play <laughs> seven games, including the ninety one ninety two Sheffield Shield final, in which WA would be triumphant, knocking off New South Wales. Angel would have a solid final, taking four for eighty two in the first and two for seventy three in the second. Yeah. Despite only having 13 first-class matches to his name, some solid performances against the touring West Indies and a 6-for-71 against Victoria saw the, ma- the man nicknamed Hell's Dust, according to Wikipedia. Hell's Dust? Yeah. You looked at Wikipedia, shame on you. Yeah. Old Dusty. Became the 355th man to play Test Cricket for Australia. So he played 13 yeah. first-class games. That he got That's hit. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so when so he debuted against the Windies at the Wacker, so it was one of the old ones where you know he got picked at the Wacker and Andy Pickle would get picked at the Gabba yeah. and yeah, yeah. that type of situation. Uh, the highlight of his debut would be would be him forcing Desmond Haynes to retire after he smashed him in the fonts. He would uh, he would we went for a bit of leather as all the Aussies did uh, for a while there, but he did manage to pick up the wicket of Phil Simmons and walked away with one for seventy two. Oh, fabulous Phil Simmons from his debut, yeah. Mm. Phil made eighty odd in that game. For those How did he walk off the ground, though? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just quicker than continental drift. <laughs> uh, the 93-94 season would see Joe the Fallen Angel have a breakout season, taking 47 wickets at a tick under 22. Not bad. This form would see him rewarded with selection in the test squad for uh, Australia's tour of Pakistan. We would play two tests on that tour, which was marred with controversial umpiring and poor decisions. Despite this, Angel would take career best figures of three for fifty-four in the first test, and would also play the second test before him be- before being replaced by Tim May in uh, the third test. Maisie, yeah, deal twelve. So from what I what I read, what I could I couldn't really find much about this tour, but it was he referred to it as the tour of Pakistan. So from what I read, there was some umpiring that was very very dodgy, like LBs that were plum getting turned down. This is the, the tour where um, Ian Healy. Let through a buy off Shane Warne and they got yep. the runs nine down at Karachi where Pakistan. Oh, maybe it might be that one. Fifty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that might be why. But yeah, but he all that Joe talked about and the stuff I read about him was how um, he reckons he had uh, Malik or someone LB and the umpire didn't give him even that was plum. The, so. the talk was on this two or two, so I'd interrupt that the players were going to strike and just. Uh, ah, okay. So, oh, maybe really? that's what he's referring to. Apparently, love behind the scenes, it was real sort of ugly. Yeah. Okay. Because so. he didn't talk, all he just said was that tour. Yeah. I couldn't really so find much, but okay, that makes way more that. sense. Alrighty, so Joe Silvani, Angel, will <laughs> go on to play one more test. The first test of the 94-95 Ashes, Angel would finish his career with four tests, including 10 wickets at a tick over 46. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Baines would also play 380 eyes for Australia, picking up four poles at 28.25. But it would be wearing the yellow cup of yellow cap of WA that Joe Angel would truly leave his mark on Australian cricket. Angel would take at least 20 wickets every season until his final injury plague season in 2002-2003. He would take 16 fifers, and at the time of his retirement, his 419 Sheffieldshire wickets would seem set sit second of all time behind the legendary Clary Grimmett, who had 500. Um, so Joe uh, Angel also played in three Sheffieldshire winning sides, previously mentioned 91-92 side in his debut season, as well as their back-to-back successes in 97-98 and 98-99. Yeah. Uh, he was a great player across 11 very successful and consistent seasons. And, yeah, and that's Big Joe Angel for this episode's Express Line. Nice, man. Um, I just remember Joe Angel from Australian Cricket Captain. Do you remember that computer game? No. So it's almost like a text-based game where you would just move the statistics around and stuff like that. Yeah, right. It was always really good. It was like one of the better players to pick. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, sweet. He wasn't quite as good as the golden child of Victorian cricket, Sean Craig, though, was he? No, no. no. He didn't have that high polling number. (laughs) 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 Whatever it was with that thing. But some of our more cricket nerds will love Oh, okay. Mm. I don't remember that. I remember when we were kids at our school, they had a deck of cards, and everyone had ratings on it. It was the same type of thing. And you'd deal the cards out, and you'd, like, whack them down. And someone would go, right, batting, and they go, bang. And if you got oh, some of New South Wales, some of New South Wales, their batting was like 99. Oh, it was like, mine might have been international, it might have been like Lara or someone. Oh, okay. So if you got him, you couldn't be beat. <laughs> I think that's called um, top trumps. Yeah. You okay. With yeah. Um, cars or people or yeah, yeah. anything on cards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Top trumps. Top, top trump. trump cricket edition. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on that thrilling note, we'll head over now to. <laughs> Head over now to women's cricket, and I've got some interesting news on some upcoming matches for the Southern Stars. They're uh-huh. going on their first ever tour of Sri Lanka. Okay. Starting at the end of this week, they go for four ODIs and one T20. Starts on September the 18th. Yes, and um, some other news is that Elise Perry has been named captain of the Governor General's Eleven which is like the PM's 11, but for the yep. women's team. Yep. Governor uh-huh. General's 11 are playing a tour match against South Africa 11 on November the 13th at Dromoyne Oval in Sydney. Ooh, okay. And that kicks off a five-match, one-day tour that South Africa are undertaking in Australia. There's, It starts on November the 18th with two ODIs in Manuka, then one in North Sydney, and finishes off with two at Coffs Harbour. So oh, that nice. all wraps up by the end of November. So there's a bit of... Um, Women's cricket happening, international women's cricket happening for the Southern Stars in September and November. I hope when they're in Sri Lanka they complain about the wickets and the groundskeepers scream at them and call them bad losers. I hope they know their left from their right so they know which side of the ground to warm up on. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the men. Yeah. Well, on that note, we head over now to David for the good, the bad and the ugly. Well, oh, right. oh, geez, it's got so much preparation here. It's only going to get worse, it. fellas, so strap yourselves in. Um, <laughs> if you think the first half's been poor, wait till you hear this bit. Uh, obviously, we're going to go start off with the good as we would normally do in yeah. the customary fashion of good, bad, and then ugly. Uh-huh. Um, Nick Maxwell's batting in the T20 Internationals. Did you say I'm not Nick a huge Maxwell? fan. Yeah, I was like, which Nick, Ma- which Nick, Nick Maxwell? Sorry. Glenn <laughs> Maxwell. <laughs> Who We're is a Nick's brother, <laughs> brother of Nick? Oh, yes. Um, Glenn Maxwell. Oh, 
That's T20 hard. internationals. Um, yeah. <laughs> Feel free to discuss that while I uh, <laughs> try and straighten myself up from, uh, from that little uh, fox pass, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think he's your favourite cricketer, so you'd be pretty fired up. You about this? Oh, yeah. you know what? I don't like the lad. Yeah. But he batted well. You can't take that yeah. away so from him. He made 145 off 66 balls. Yeah. Uh, 65 balls, I think. And then 66 off 29 balls. So he made over 200 runs in two T20 hits. Yeah, and in that 66, he tied his own and Warner's 18-ball 50 record, which is the Australian T20. Hashtag 18 ball club. Yeah. yeah. So and he, he was like, and he batted that with no hat or no lead. Yeah. Oh, really? I was yeah, just in that 50, yeah. Okay. And then, then I loved, um, like, some of the shots, it was just typical Maxwell. Like, rever- yeah. He reversed, like, hook sweep thing that he does yeah. for six and shit. Yeah, yeah. But what I love was is the Sri Lankan Pereira, whichever spinner it was, he just milked you for, like, 66 off the equivalent of five overs. Yeah. Like, just belted you to all fucking corners. Yeah. Gave him a send-off. Again. Oh, because he gave he gave water a send off. One yeah. of their bowlers gave water a send off in I think the game Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, like he's like he's done he like he's he, he done this well. weird shit where he like he like kisses his two fingers and then like points at the band, you're like, off you go. And I love it because I got on the footage and you can see Maxwell turn around, look at him, point his bat in the other direction, and you can hear him just go fucking scoreboard like that and walk off. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, okay, I'll give you props to that Glenn Maxwell because that's good. So Should we make his asshole? Yeah, that's a, that's a gross generalisation. Fair point. Based on that one incident, but based on that one incident. So no, the cricket team are a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Then like everyone goes on about Australia being a whole bunch of pricks and shit. Mm. But they've given send-offs in every game. I reckon they've had a guy reprimanded and fired yeah. just about in every game for giving Australia yeah. players. That's because everyone like everyone talks about how they're gracious losers and how they got good spirits because they never win, so no one knows they're bad winners. Now yeah. we're finding out yeah, they're you know. bad winners. Well, even in the game they lose, then, right? <laughs> well, you get smacked the bloody, you know. But in fairness, like over. T20s, you know, that's the pinnacle of international cricket. Yeah. So you got to take it seriously. So Maxwell yeah. now be opening in ODIs and Tests, all three formats, I'd say. You would have thought so. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bowling and batting, obviously. Yeah. He's done it before. Yeah. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. Keep where required as well. The bad. Uh, this segment currently. Yep. Um, tick. Yeah, tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have anything for the bad, but okay. I have got something. F- yeah, okay. you go, Ross, please. Bad Michael Clark. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yes. yes. So yeah. he made up a story that he's decided that he's going to commentate for Channel 9's Wide World of Sports this summer <laughs> rather than play in the BBL. You I know, just think okay. it's sad for him that he was never able to realise his dream of, dream of playing for the Fiji Rugby Sevens at the Olympics. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any truth to the um, that this statement got released around the same time that he signed Ryan Lochte as his PR manager? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did right you know right. that he's not playing state cricket anymore, Ross? Yes. Oh, very he's, sad. Um, he's retired from something he's not playing. Yeah, he did, a, he did a Shane Watson, didn't he? Yeah. I'd like to take this time to announce that I will not be playing Test cricket for Australia anymore, boys. So yeah. that's me retiring. Oh, sad. Just, yeah, yeah, sad. Yeah. Just disappointing to hear that. <laughs> yeah. um, he will play for Western Suburbs for the first month of the year, uh, the season. Sorry. Playing yeah. against Phil Hughes' brother in the first round. Oh really? Mm. Yeah. Oh really? 
Oh, well, good for them. Um, there's 20 <laughs> teams. There's 20 teams in Sydney grade cricket, and it all starts on September the 24th. But um, the New South Wales Premier Mike Baird has decided not to make a public holiday for it. So that's yeah. why New South Wales are worse than Victoria. That's, yeah. right. that's why Victoria Windshield Files. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Public and, holidays. And my ugly Ross for this week. Mm. Is England making 445 or whatever it was? Yes. And now holding the record when they're the worst at ODI team yes. in the history of cricket. Yeah. And now they think they're good at something. I know. So that's made me fucking sick. Physically ill. I've been <laughs> off week, off work for a week. Yeah. I haven't been able to go in. Yeah. I've been sweating. You're frail. I'm frail. I can't say Glenn, so uh. I had to say Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the shop because of this England side. Yeah, uh, just uh, I, I read the headline and I did a little bit of a vomit in my mouth. Yeah. This tastes sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now Michael Vaughan, in, in fairness, Michael Vaughan's saying this is the greatest England ODI team ever. Probably. And it probably is, yeah, because really. Coming from the yeah, extremely low base. base. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Subterranean. Hmm. Being the best English ODI team is like being the smartest kid on the short bus. Like, it's not really an achievement. <laughs> like, let, let's not uh, let's not pump up their tyres too much. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon this segment's gone from bad to good now, oh, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would uh, say Michael Clark, sorry, forgot to mention that um, he didn't have any offers to play BBL. He just, you know, no one wanted him. So Yeah. Well, when he signs contracts, he just doesn't stick to them. I thought his star's contract had been suspended so he could be brought back. No, I think they tore it up. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. They <laughs> realised they didn't need some shit trucker can't hit the ball off the square. Yeah. 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 But they got Maxwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after all that, after I put him in the corner, <laughs> you had to bring him down to the ugly, didn't you? <laughs> Bang! <laughs> yeah. uh, we move on now to national team talk. And Australia won the ODI Series 4-1. Dave sure Warner made a ton. Finally, yeah, finally hit some form. believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah. But like he kept him well. Before yeah. the... Um, a whole series over there, the mm. tour. It was like I don't really need preparation or anything. I'm mm. never really a big preparer, so I'll be right to go first day of the test. Kaboom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just smash it in. It was taking him three tests and three, a four, one, four, one, one day internationals to make a fucking run. Yeah, yeah. A top hat full even. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you go through peaks and troughs, don't you? But yeah, yeah, yeah right. if he's going to come prepare. out and say I don't prepare, then. That's probably what you're going to cop. Or just to say you're going to be fine, you obviously weren't mm. prepared well enough. That sounds real park cricket stuff, doesn't it? Nah, I don't need a hit before yeah. the game. Nah, right, <laughs> mate, I don't, don't want to waste all the good shots in the net, boys. Well, I've taught him one thing, that's what I've taught him. <laughs> George Bailey made a heap of runs. Yeah, as governor. usual, the governor general. Yeah, and there's talk the... of him getting a test call up for the um, series against India in February. Because oh, he's, 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 right. he's made a couple of 70s in Sri Lanka in ODIs. Well, yep. he's got form because the last time he got picked for the Ashes was on the back of one-day form, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a different... Dominating in India. Yeah, so one-day form in India. Yeah. So I will pick him in the Ashes. Well, that's why Moise has got a test recall because he made 80 in India five years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And real strong off the surgeon's table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I, what I loved about um, this whole... like, So we won the ODIs and we won whatever... Get around us. Whatever trophy there might be. <laughs> what would the winning, trophy be? Was it the, um, was it the Pushpakumara um, Greg Campbell trophy? Was I think so. Yeah, Ryan Campbell. <laughs> oh, right, Ryan. <laughs> but I love that. Like, so we've won this ODI, and it's like, and everyone's like trying to be a bit. Oh, that's something positive we can take away from it. And we beat them in the one in the one days. They're usually a decent one day nation, so that's a good achievement. Ricky Ponting's just like, nah. 
That's fucking shit. Yeah. No one fucking cares. Yeah. Like, so this thing I love like... about all... Yeah, but the thing is, like... But he, but this is a bloke who used to fight so hard for, like, being captain of World mm. Cup teams and wanting to win all these one yeah. days and wanting to be ranked yeah. number one. Now he's not playing. He's like, oh, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Well, I guess the um, I guess the Malinga Tate Trophy doesn't mean much yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it used to, be a, used to have strong value, didn't it? Yeah. Malinga Tate. <laughs> it used to have really strong, and it was just a couple of bent arms. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arms sticking out like wings. Yeah. Uh, I, thought was, them down. I thought it was just a shield, but with two P-hearts on it. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> and a blonde Afro wig on top. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I do love us. This has been like the last what two months of this whole Sri Lankan tour has just been like every test player, former Test Australian modern era great, just going, "Yep, yeah, this is my chance just to kick these guys in the nuts as hard as yeah, I can." But I don't think one person said anything positive about one single player, and it's bullshit because that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah, I know, they're fucking so don't be taking our fucking jobs. <laughs> right. We're the ones who pop blokes. So uh, we, we, we could be... Go, Ross. And are you keep going? I was just going to make a gag about us getting paid, but we don't, so... Mm. Okay. <laughs> don't Moving on. John Hastings' yep. form was very good. The yeah, Duke. The Duke. The Duke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big, strong rump bowling it into the pitch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Real yeah. Kasperfitz styles. Um, smart, too. Doesn't bowl dumb. Mm. Mm. No, not a big dumb Take note, Brett Lee. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take note, Brett Lee. <laughs> In case he makes a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you go to Sri Lankan Premier Brett... League T20. Yeah, Brett Lee's uh, off acting dumb now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doing shitty Bollywood films. He, I, was, I say he won't be acting dumb. He might be acting, but acting dumb is something he's got covered anyway. Or natural. Finch injury. Finchy. What's he done? He's Melbourne Inga or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's banging on a coffee table. <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was eating a hamburger and bit him too oh, hard. No, I've got to go home. No. <laughs> I believe he's actually he's fielding a cover and he's going to take a catch and bloody there's a coffee table out on the field. <laughs> Someone who's left their coffee table out there from tea break. Yeah. So did they fly Steve Smith back to cover for him, mate? Or? Uh, no, I think they just they brought Maxwell in, didn't they? Just so yeah. they could do this, Maxie. Yeah. Um, Maxwell, is he going to open now in T... So Australia won the T20 Series 2-0, thanks to Circus Maximus. Mm. Yeah. I see his new place in T20s and ODIs as top three. I think they're just yeah. wasting his talent but anywhere else. Get him in the top three. Yeah, especially in 2020s. What's the yeah. point of him batting at, like, six? Yeah. But the way he bats, too, he's going to like the ball coming on. Yeah, yeah So, like, because, yeah. yeah. He's, he's not, all, he's not a finisher. He's a good hitter, but I haven't seen him actually sort of finish an inning. So yeah, not, not, not your James Faulkner mould, is he? No, no not your MS Doney mm, style. No. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he was on Twitter the other day having a go at Finchie you know, a couple of weeks ago about how easy it is to bat at the top of the order. Mm. So when Finchie had equaled the 18 ball 50 in the ODI, he's like, well, you should be doing that when the field's up at the top of the order. Oh, really? And then he's had a chance to go out open, just dominate it. Yeah. So mm. interesting to see what happens with him from now on, whether it's yeah. um, opening slots or three and just push Steve Smith down one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I'd get him opening. Why not? But um, mm. Australia now head to South Africa and they've got one ODI against... Ireland on September the 27th. Dominate them. Yep. And then they've got five ODIs against South Africa. 
a handful. They're really mm. important ODIs. They're way oh, more yeah. important That's than the Sri back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's back, so yeah. it's the most important one. Yeah. yeah. That's for the um, Andre Nell, Paul Blocker Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say Andre Nell. <laughs> I knew it. I was going to say Albie Morkel. <laughs> Tudor Mornay Morkel. Uh, so here's the squad for South Africa. It's uh, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, Aaron Finch. Smash is back. The Governor-General, George Bailey, Travis Hill. Has to be. Has to be. Wade, the Bison. Yep, Bison. He's back. Got his neck muscles fixed up. Oh, yeah. Johnny Hastings. Adam Zampa. Scott the Barrel Boland. Oh, yes, please, big luck. trio of untried fast bowlers. I did say this, many. Yep. Joe Many from South Australia. Chris yep, yep. from South Australia. Better known... No. Dan Worrell, sorry, from South Australia. Yeah, Dan two Worrell. Yeah, two things he's Frank. known for. Yeah. Well, three things, in fact. He's got his 45-degree angle run-up. Yeah, yep. sideburns. Massive sideburns in his... And he's an Elvis picture. impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> and he also was the bloke who scratched a penis onto the pitch at the Junction Oval in the second 11 game two seasons ago. Oh, <laughs> just a big slong right down the middle of the pitch. I think he was interviewed or something, yeah. and he was talking about that. I think I read an interview at um, Quick Info about it, and he was like, oh, it's probably a low point. Um, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Was it going to be a high point? So what was he doing? Why would you just go, oh, yeah, nothing bad will happen from this? <laughs> yeah, this pitch needs a cock. I wonder if he did the full sort of hair on the balls. <laughs> yeah, he's got real artistic. Yeah. Yeah. The vein yeah. running down. The side. <laughs> or is it your standard D on the side? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're now a cock podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Victoria's um, Chris Tremaine, he's got the third spot there for the untried fast bowl. Tremors. Yeah, so, so Ma- did you, sorry, Ross, I don't want to. Did you did you say so? Is Maxwell not in that squad? No, he's not. Because he's got no. This got named before his runs. Yeah, it was named before that, and also before Finch's injury, so I'm not sure if Finch is going to go or not. I'm sure they'll shoot him in somehow. Yeah. Mm. So they um, rested uh, Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood. Yeah. And Nathan Lyon was omitted from the squad. How many times has he been omitted from an ODI squad? Because he can't bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, with Bison returning, they dropped a bloke called Moises Enriquez. Oh, really? Really? Just as he was hitting his straps. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are they going to give him a good run in the team? Or not? <laughs> <laughs> He's hurt it, jeez. Yeah, yeah. And they also, dropped, they also dropped Usman Kawaja. Yeah, yeah, the big watch. Oh. That's what was holding him back. He has to get smaller jewellery or he'll never play for his country again. <laughs> You're saying he's wearing a huge... <laughs> yeah, but that's right. I'm not running around the field, am I? You need an hamstring replacement too, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? Like, it's almost a Clint Mackay fall-off for yeah. um, Kawaja. Like, he's had, like, one bad series and he's, that's it, get rid of everything. Yep. You know, yeah, he's upset somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's sort of fallen out of favour, hasn't he? Mm. Well, he bowled... Darren Lehman in a net session. So, yeah, that, oh, rookie was, that'll get you the bad books pretty what, quick, I reckon. You don't bowl the book. No, don't, don't bowl the book. You don't bowl the book. <laughs> no, don't. So you don't run out the dominance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the big juke was just setting up half all his outside off, mate. I'm going to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> Smash that one, book. Oh, great shot, mate. Great shot, coach. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not sure if you're going to mention this, Ross, but speaking of our national team talk, so there was a big story on the Cricket Australia website today. Was it the ODI goat? No, no, no. There was nothing. No farm animals involved. <laughs> um, just a clown. But um, <laughs> so Brad Haddon has endorsed who he believes is the future of Australian oh, well, who, who, of, of the Australian uh, Gloveman who should be taking the spot for the rest of the chest and for the foreseeable future in the words of Haddon. He didn't consult me about this. I know, you'll be disappointed being our wicket keeping uh, expert. So that's pretty disappointing for you. But uh, <laughs> so you had to click the link because it was the old clickbait. So you had to go uh, and find yeah. out who it was. You never guessed what Brad Haddon said. Yeah, and, uh, save a click. It's Tim Zura. Yes. <laughs> so uh, surprise, surprise! It's his New South Wales teammate, Bullshit. Mr. Peter Neville. Oh. Yeah. So, so, so the incumbent. Yeah, yeah. So the incumbent should have the job. That he already has. He's, he's smart man, had. Oh. Oh, he's got his finger on the pulse of all things. You don't make up the hula hoop technique for being a dumb yeah. guy. No, no, old, um, I, I heard Neville's not real happy about it, but. Oh, really? Yeah, that endorsement's like the just the rock, around, death. rock around the neck. <laughs> just bang, yeah, straight. You sink straight <laughs> out of the team, just whisk you. Clip the car. So, is it yeah, true think... that um, Brad had an endorsed Clip McKay? I was just about yeah, to say, I think yeah, once yeah. he said in the media, geez, he was really bowling, hitting the gloves hard. Yeah. And yeah, he never played. I think Adam also was quoted um, at the start of Sri Lanka to go, I really like the look of Usman at the moment. Yeah, he's looking really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another 10 years of Usman test. Yeah. And I think he also said before the tour, he said, I always thought Moises would play well in Sri Lanka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he endorse Anthony Stewart? Oh, I don't, don't uh, know. I don't he did. know. Hey, he's a big Mark Cosgrave fan, but yeah. <laughs> let's just rattle off every loser for the next two hours. <laughs> oh, I heard he uh, back to back big Paul Blockables. <laughs> he said he'd make a really good umpire. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we um, interesting one uh, that um, we move on to now is international cricket. Yes. And um, David, I believe you have a result of interest for us. Yes, I did. I saw the. Um, I managed to catch the Hong Kong series, uh, and I remember who they were playing. Just bear with me. Scotland, Scotland is who they were playing. Yeah, the, Heath Scotland, the unicorns from Scotland. Oh, actually, Scotland. Yeah, so you flew over and got in the press box uh, on the boat. The the budget, the mid-off cricket budget, didn't allow. For oh, so that you're in the shipping container. I was in the cargo. No shuffleboard um, for you. Mm. The balls um, looks like. CS McLeod made 102 off 107 balls. Uh, is that Chris? That'd be Chris, yeah. yeah. Scotland won the toss, if anyone cares about that. Yep, I do. Uh, and um, <laughs> D.A. Hago was the reserve umpire from Scotland. So, there you go. <laughs> the Hago Meister. Did Sock play for Hong Kong? Or Callum Ryan McLeod, Campbell? Sorry. Did Ryan Campbell play? No. Doesn't look like he's in the scorecard. No. That's disappointing. Yeah, um, it is. Soul from Scotland took four for 28. So, uh, yeah, not too one man show. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. There you go. And that was that, that at the Grange in Edinburgh? Where was that game? Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I can't tell you that. In the Castle Grounds at Edinburgh. Oh, it might have been, yeah. Where they do the tattoo. Oh, Edinburgh. yeah, they just cleared yeah. the bagpipes out for half an hour. They played the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yelled at them to shut up for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Scotland won that series. There you go. Oh, excellent. Is that a one-match series? No, two-match. Oh, two-match. Were they T20s? Nah, ODIs, well, oh. list A. 
Gid doesn't understand this day. <laughs> well, they, they won't be in this day, not that I know what it is. They'll be ODIs. Will they? Yeah. What if they're not sanctioned one day internationals? They could just be this day games. Nah, they'll be one day internationals. Will they? Yeah. Alright. I'll put a barrel on it. Oh. 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 Not on Anything else, Ross? Uh, well, I believe there was a Pakistan versus England T20 match during the week, and England lost it. And the tri- Trevor Bailey came out and said all the players had to stop having big heads or being big girls' blouses or something. I can't remember. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, bit rough, isn't it? Did he say they should all be wearing um, wide brim Greg Chapel hats, no matter where they are and what they're doing? <laughs> and sunnies. <laughs> I don't. I want to see. I don't care if you're indoors all day. Put on the hat and the sun. <laughs> or you're in Antarctica. It was an ODI too good. Yeah, it's one barrel rolling down the street to me. No handshake, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be right about something on this podcast. Yeah, it took yeah, yeah, 26 so episodes, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Pretty pumped. Um, we have a quick look now at um, local cricket pre-season training. Uh, yes. Just, um, over to you, Alex, and, for a few pointers on that. Well, I've heard I've heard a few differing opinions on pre-season training. There's the, you can do the indoor type. Yep. Which obviously there's benefits and um, pros and cons. Pros and cons. Yeah. Benefits. <laughs> <laughs> so you always it's rain, hail, or shine, yeah. or cold weather. You can always have a quick train in indoor nets, yeah. but you know visibility is not that good. Usually, the indoor net. Doubles as a indoor soccer, soccer joint. Yeah, you have yeah. to look at people hacking each other's legs out from under each Screaming other. Screaming at each other. fights. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> There's 47 blokes all in the back of the net, huddled <laughs> together, trying to bowl. Oh, oh, every time they hear the crack of wood on yeah. leather, they're like, oh, they're all ducking yeah, the cover in case the ball's coming out. The bloke, everyone jumps out of the way, and the fifth bloke in line has a nose cops in Right yeah. shin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then there's the, uh, you know, just train like you normally do, fellas, type, down, yeah. your, down your local reserve or sporting facilities. Um, obviously, you might not get in if it's raining, but if you have a uh, really professional coach, you'll just make your train regardless of rain and bowl with jugs balls. Yeah. You get some interesting characters down at pre-season training, don't you? You sort of have the the guys who are really looking forward to the season coming up, so they're there working their asses off and yeah. really wanting to improve their game. And then you have old mate who's like, oh, I've got to go to training, but I'm going to get by doing the absolute bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. You know, so <laughs> instead of running two laps, I'll just you know walk one. Yeah. And then you got and then you got the jippers who come like the fly by nighters who turn up a week before the season starts. Yeah. Looking fat as shit, yeah. can't touch their toes, and they're like, oh, I'm happy to play. Yeah, put me wherever you need me. Yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic, local cricket. It is. And some people might just say, why the fuck are you doing pre-season at all? It's yeah. Skew, yeah. It's skew grade. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard have... that um, something that's uh, really taking local cricket by storm, local cricket training by storm this season, is um, that uh, it's something that Tip Madsley has passed on to a lot of local clubs. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, issued them all with an A4 exercise book, each player. Right, and okay. They're logging every session, they're writing in there, as they're doing their stretching and warm ups, they're, they're writing in their training goals for the training session. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. They're taking the five minutes when they do their professional cool down. They're also then logging in there, reflecting on their training goals and yeah. whether they achieve them or not, and then what they're going to do differently next training session to achieve the goals. What yeah. would your goals be, Ross, back when you were playing cricket? Not um, get hit in the head? Uh, play better. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't drop catches. That was a good yep. one. Yep. Yep. And um, yeah, try and not let the ball hit you in the helmet. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <Good times>. Yeah, <laughs> Didn't often succeed, I'll tell you. <laughs> but the goals are there. Yeah, are those the ones oh, you yes. sort of write on your head while you're batting, Ross? Oh, like, yeah. Watch the ball. Watch the ball instead yeah. of looking at your hand, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get hit. This yeah. is what I have on mine. Just runs. Yeah. <laughs> Bulk runs, I used to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The old left-hander in the mould of uh, Adam Gilchrist you were, Ross. Yeah, I had a squash ball in there. Yeah, I found it mm. irritating. Couldn't hold the bat properly, but I had it in there. <laughs> yeah, so on that note, we head over now to some listener feedback and over to Mick. Yeah, so we had a little bit of feedback. So, uh, one of our friends of the podcast, Mr... Uh, Nathan Ryan uh, gave me a call during the week and said he was uh, pretty happy with last episode and said you could tell that with all four of us in the room together, the chemistry is really good. He said it's really good how we're all very knowledgeable, except for Alex. (laughs) So he gave him a bit of a drive-by while praising the podcast. I reckon after my segment today, you could be dropping my name (laughs) in the exact spot where Alex was. These our listeners love me, don't they? It's just positive after positive (laughs) affirmation for me. It's because you're boring. Like, you know that, right? Jesus yeah. Christ, it's straight to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Doug leading teams. <laughs> yeah, right. I think next next, season, uh, next fortnight we're doing a 360 review of everyone. Right. Ross, I want half an hour on uh, these two blokes and yourself, and I'll give you some strong feedback on where I think you guys can improve. Oh, <laughs> three right. things you can improve, three things you're doing good at, and three things you crap at. Yeah, no, three things you should uh, keep doing, start doing, and That's stop right. doing. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Well, I'll do that then. All right, I'll have good. some feedback for all of you next week. Okay. <laughs> that's next that's episode. pertinent because next episode is our one-year anniversary. Is hey! it? Hey! We should be doing the three. And it's, you know what's really good is that we've improved our sound quality from the start. <laughs> oh, yeah. A whole year and it's just getting better and better. And the yeah. thing is we don't talk over each other anymore. Never, no, ever, ever. No, never. That never happened. What was that? Joe Angel. Ah, so it'll be 365 days, so we'll have a moment of reflection yeah, next yeah. episode. We're we'll... going to have one of those sort of flashback episodes where, you, you know, we get together. The highlights. I'll, I'll stitch together a highlights package. I'm from... Is that is a 5% chance of that happening? No, I'll stitch together a highlights package from the um, from the episodes together <laughs> and we'll put it into the next podcast. Could it be a um, Triple M style highlights package? I'll try and get just something. Go, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> get around it! Jukes! I look forward to a leading team session. Yeah. So I'm do not, I. I'm, not really, I'm, I'm, I'm doing you last. I'm starting to sweat all day. I'm going to be sweating all week. I'll start with the low-hanging fruit and Ross. I'll move up to Mick and then I'll just bring it over with you. God. I'm going to be crying by the end of it. Thanks for the feedback, Nathan. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Nifty. Yep. This has been... Well, that's it. Unless you've got anything else, we'll wrap this one up. No, I've got nothing else. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think I'm Well, all machine this. Oh this, yeah, just smooth operators. Has been the mid- turn your phone off on radio. This has been the Mid Off <laughs> Cricket Podcast, another big lug production brought to you by our ever growing host of financially viable sponsors: the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Collins Class Submarine, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Heaven, Eagle Boys, Bunnicle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Smorgies, Sizzler, Bilo, Franklin Supermarkets, Tucker Bear, Pocket Mail, Hey Pocket Mail Me, Copper Art, Brushes, Laser Discs, Flash Drives, and of course, all our podcasts are recorded onto high quality Betamax. Don't forget our Patreon Kickstarter campaign. Give that we may record better. 
Uh, Ross, I've just got a. I'm talking with the guys that um, introduced cane toads to Australia. They sent me food during the week. I went up to Queensland uh, on Wednesday. I'm going to meet with them. They've got to talk. Good things to talk about. <laughs> All right. they got the, aren't they introducing some uh, moth that eats willow trees? Oh God, they can eat well. What's this country? Our ABC grandstand. <laughs> How are the roads then? No, no roads this year, but... Nah, she's been a dry one. Yeah. Over. We are on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Midoff Cricket, on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight in the middle of September, our one-year anniversary, when we'll preview the upcoming Matador Barbecues one-day cup set to sizzle. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ross.